Yo, welcome to the Meeting 3 Leadership Podcast. If it's your first time to the table, welcome, welcome. Glad that you decided to join us. Pull up a seat, grab a plate, make yourself at home. Hope you brought your appetite because you know how we do it in the Carolinas. We good around here. You already know that. The investment is doable and the portions are generous. So if you leave hungry, that's on you. Episode five of the Meet and Three podcast. We're pushing along, persevering. Uh, thankful to be joined by uh, a good friend, uh, a faithful servant on the campus here at Clemson University, uh, my brother Dusty Harrison. Dusty, welcome to the podcast. Brian, thanks, brother. Glad to be with you. I told you when you asked me, man, you had me at meeting three. <laughs> so it's interesting, too. I think last time we actually sat down and met was at Paul's Diner, which is Paul's a, Diner, a meeting three out. place uh, here in Clemson. Great. I mean, like, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've already shouted that place out, and I have a lot of meetings there, a lot of great conversations happen there. And that actually was kind of, that place was kind of the genesis for the uh, the concept of this podcast. Um but let's see, based on your memory, if you can remember, uh, do you remember the first time we met? Oh, man. <laughs> when did we meet, man? It feels like we've been boys for a while now. Yeah. I don't know that we've known each other all, all that long, maybe a couple years. I think it might be like three, maybe four years. Three, I think I years. met you um, through James Clinton. That's right. Um, when you came and spoke? I, I was trying to think if I met you maybe before I spoke. I know I spoke a couple times uh, with Greek IV. You know, I think I'm up to three times now. That's right. Man. Um, You're a pro. Hey, I enjoy it. I, I, I love the community over there. I think y'all doing great things. And obviously, you know, just the unity on campus. I'm thankful to be um, a part of just advancing the gospel. I mean, regardless of it's FCA or Greek IV. So, Thankful to be Amen, doing man. that, but um, what? Uh, so, for anybody who has never met you before, who don't don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. So, like Brian said, my name is Dusty Harrison. Uh, I am follower of Jesus. I'm a husband to Kristen. I am a, a dad to to Reese, to Lucy, to John Henry. Shout out to Lucy today. She turned five. Today. Yeah, happy birthday. That's right. That's right. Yeah, originally from uh, from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Grew up there. I told I was just telling you, man. Grew up a diehard Duke fan. Graduated from UNC. That's a that's another story. Such an interesting paradox. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, but yeah, graduated from UNC in uh, 2006. Uh, freshman year there, I joined uh, Alpha Tau Omega fraternity ATO. Something mm-hmm. I never thought I'd do, but definitely a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, got involved. We can talk more about that, but yeah. uh, got involved with that and. Now, fast forward, I'm uh, working full time with a with a campus ministry, Greek University, Greek mm-hmm. IV, like you said, for fraternity and sorority students on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. And from time to time, you'll frequent the uh, Fike uh, recreational right. courts and play awesome. noon basketball. Uh, so shout out to the noontime group. That's right. Um, and that's from time right. to time, you'll drop in on the morning group, too. Every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> 630 run. It's crazy i tell you got to look for a game a pickup basketball game in clemson man you yeah. got to go out of your way i'm like i said i went to school in chapel hill and you could get yeah. a game anytime yeah any day that's but, right uh, but love it here man love playing with you too yeah so let's 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 rewind to young dusty you know what i'm saying <laughs> so um obviously we could talk about how a duke fan ends up at north carolina and i'm sure like you said is a story in and right. of itself but right. i guess talk about um 
you know, as you're coming up, you know, I'm guessing, you know, you're, you're athletic, you're playing sports, you know, I guess talk about, you know, who are some of the influences that you had uh, growing up, you know, kind of shaping you to become the man you are today, your leadership, your um, just your how you engage with people. Just talk about that. Sure, sure. You mentioned pickup basketball here, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, a wannabe baller, but uh, yeah, I think for me, man, it's like reliving the glory days, <laughs> glory days of high school ball. So yeah, I grew up playing uh, baseball, basketball, football. Couldn't pick one. Always stuck with all three through through high school. Um, if I had to pinpoint, I mean, there's so many. Di- you know how it is, man. Mm-hmm. Great coaches and influences. You and I have talked about one mutual friend, Coach Mebbin. Mm-hmm. Coach Alex Mebbin, now on staff with with FCA, actually yes. up in yeah, North Carolina. Is. Yes, we're but, gonna try uh, to get him on the podcast later. Do so. that. <laughs> do that. I don't know if you can keep him in a thirty minutes. We'll that'll see. that'll be a challenge. So, <laughs> right. But yeah, if I had to pinpoint one. You and I've talked a little bit about that, but but Coach Mevin was definitely a huge influence mm-hmm. on my life. I mean, high school was a pivotal time. It was definitely a pivotal time for me. Um, he was my high school football coach, just a man of of faith, of integrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach Mevin's the guy. He would he was intense. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that in him, but <laughs> oh, I have. I definitely have. he'll get in your face, mm-hmm. but it's always I mean, always clean. It, mm-hmm. it, the rare occasion that he would uh, he would drop a curse word or something, man, he would literally drop down and do five push-ups <laughs> and then get back up and, and, then and keep, keep going. Yelling at you. <laughs> keep yelling at that's you. That's funny. That's <laughs> but that's a, that's a man of integrity. You know that's what I'm right. saying? Like he doesn't have to wait till somebody else calls it out of him. And he recognizes it immediately. That's really cool. Definitely. Yeah, so he, he played a huge role. Yeah. So. Talk about, you know, you, you get to North Carolina and um, you know, you're acclimating. What was, I guess, the, the deciding factor for you to decide to join a fraternity? And then was it what you expected? How, how did you feel like God was kind of using you in those early years before you kind of, you know, continued to grow as an upperclassman? Sure, go ahead. sure. Yeah, I mean, I... Like I said, grew up a Duke fan. I had no intention of going to Carolina. Um, <laughs> I thought I was going to go play football at a at a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Long story short, that didn't work out. Ended up ended up at UNC, kind of on a whim, just last minute decision. Yeah. Um, but got there was a a new feeling to be a, a really small fish in a in a really big pond. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, joining a fraternity was something I never thought I would do. Uh, but had some guys from high school that I looked up to and respected who invited me out to check check out ATO. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with, with Rush Week, uh, for guys, they're checking out a bunch of different fraternities. But for mm-hmm. me, I always stuck with ATO just because those guys invited me out from the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. fall of freshman year. And yeah. I mean, these guys like to have a good time. But they were also, I mean, there were a couple Moorhead scholars. I mean, just like guys who really I looked up to and respected too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Got involved with ATO, pledged freshman year, and I'm the kind of guy, man, who if I'm going to do it for better or worse, I'm going to do it 100. percent Yeah, so I think like a lot of people did. I, I grew up in church. Um, I I knew all the right answers. I I would have told you that I was following Christ, um, but felt like when I got to, to to Carolina, I was at a fork in the road, man, where I had to choose. I was either going to have fun in college. Or I was going to grow in my faith, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't always boil down that way. But I feel like for me, it was either kind of faith or fraternity. Mm. I didn't really see the the overlap to be able to do both. Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I joined ATO, I don't know that I, I consciously came out and said it, um, 
but I said, all right, let's do <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's have some fun in college. And I, mm. I became that guy in the fraternity, man. You name it. It mm. was it was me. Yeah. So when did the when did the shift kind of uh, happen where you saw this as less of, oh, this is a, um, an environment of pleasure to this is an environment for me to have a platform? Right. Right. I learned the hard way, man. I learned the hard way yet. So it was really about halfway through sophomore year. Like I said, I'd kind of become that guy in the fraternity that everybody else looked to. And on paper, man, I might have looked like I had it all together, you mm-hmm. know, having fun. Um, yeah, I mean, you name it. But there was a lot of stuff like there usually often is below the surface that was going on in me, just family yep. stuff and personal stuff. And uh, a lot of things happened, hit rock bottom. Uh, and that's when I really came back around to to the Lord. I, I was actually uh, walking on campus thinking about, I mean, just at this low point, thinking about honestly transferring, dropping out of the fraternity, something. I just, my mindset was I need to, I need to get out of this environment. Mm-hmm. And people asked me how I got involved with Greek IV. And I told them, uh, I tell them I, see, I saw a sign, like literally I saw a sign on campus that said, can you be Greek and Christian? Question mark. Wow. And for me, it really stopped me in my tracks, man, because like I said, I was trying to get out of that environment because of my faith. Mm-hmm. And so I go and talk to this guy who was on staff with Greek University. Uh, he shares a little vision with me, invites me to hang out, play golf. Long story short, but yeah, we ended up hanging out together. Uh, he connects me with some other people. This was just kind of a new ministry that was getting started up on campus. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I was telling Dave, Dave's the guy on staff. Yeah man, I think I need to get out of here. Hmm. And he encouraged me. He didn't tell me what to do, but just encouraged me to pray and stick it out and say, mm-hmm. you know, ask God, what would he have you do? And I think as I started to do that, God showed me what an opportunity, what a platform I had with the 50, 60 guys that yeah. I was in this fraternity with. Mm. So how did, I guess, how did, how did that, because, you know, you spend time with people, you know, regardless of the state you're in, you right. know, like it, it builds influence. So as you're starting to change, how did that affect, you know, your inner circle or, you know, people that you probably have the greatest influence with? How did that start to, you know, change in their minds or, right. you know, how did they notice that? Yeah, like a lot of things, man, it was a process. It was mm-hmm. it was messy. I was messy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think for a while. So so Dave and I, the more we hung out, he encouraged me to to start up this Bible study mm-hmm. in ATO, like just for the just for the ATO guys. So I did that. To this day, it was one of the one of the scariest things I've done, man, is stand up in the fraternity house and say, "Hey, I'd like to start this Bible study." Yeah, um, I mean, those guys knew a little bit about some things that had been going on in my life and had seen maybe some of the change that was going on. But at that at that point, I felt like the Bible study was the platform. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. To be honest with you, man, for a while it just struggled to really get off the ground. And I think a lot of that was because, I mean, before this Bible study could really take off, I think I needed to to take a step back and 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 think about the just the relational uh, relationships and friendships I'd already. I mean, these guys already knew me one way, right? You know, and they'd seen some change, but didn't really know what was going on with me. And I really mm-hmm. hadn't opened up a whole lot about that with many people. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, you know, it was, it's a it's a fine line. But I remember I would go around to the fraternity house and knock on doors weekly and say, hey, man, you want to come to Bible study? You want to mm-hmm. come to Bible study? 
most most guys would say no. Yeah. One time in particular, I remember my big brother in the fraternity, he told me just straight up, he said, Dusty, maybe if you hung out with us outside of inviting us to Bible study, mm. uh, then we would come hang out and check out this Bible study. Wow. That really hit me, man. Like just to know, I mean, I had good intentions with this Bible study and, mm -hmm. and in some ways I felt like I needed to take a step back. Mm -hmm. But the more I was growing in my faith, the more God was showing me you've also got to step back in mm -hmm. yeah. and, and really think about building true relationships with these guys and, and yeah. not just focus on getting them to Bible study as yeah. the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. oh, that's huge. I mean, I definitely, I hear a lot of, you know, steps of courage, you know, of, you know, wanting to step out and invite, you know, your, your brothers to um, Bible study, but also to just step back or step back into it and just engage, you right. know, that's, that definitely takes courage. So I guess, you know, obviously I know we're going to leave a lot in the middle and sure. we can come back and talk about it later, but I guess fast forward to where you are now in the role you are in and how you're able to influence, um, students, you know, who are in both fraternities and sororities, right. you know, to how do you, how do you kind of, let them know like what courage looks like for them, you know, in engaging with, you know, their, um, their family, you right. know, their Greek family. Right. Yeah, you're right, man. I mean, it, it takes courage. Take, take, it's taking some steps of faith. I mean, yeah, the Lord's definitely continued to bring me out of my comfort zone. I mean, as, as he has a way of doing for, for all of us. Right. I think it also takes compassion. Yeah. To be good. honest, man. And I think for me, compassion has kind of fueled mm -hmm. this this courage mm -hmm. um one prayer that i was encouraged to pray when i was thinking about not just starting bible study in ato but when david had kind of brought up the idea of mm -hmm. considering coming on staff and and, and being a full-time campus minister to to college greek students mm -hmm. he had encouraged me to pray this prayer lord help me to see people help me to see my brothers help me to see students on campus the way that you do mm so that I can love them the way that you do. Yeah. Because like you said, man, and I mean, I know it, a lot of people look at fraternity sorority students in the, in the whole Greek scene, and they see just the headlines, right? Just, mm -hmm. the, just the stereotypes. And I mean, they're out there. Mm -hmm. and I'll be the first to say a lot of that stuff's out there for a reason. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more. Like yeah. I said, even, even in my own life that was going on below the surface yeah. that, that people didn't see. So mm -hmm. the fact that somebody took the time to take me under their wing and to, to really try to see below the surface of what was going on and point me to Christ and, mm -hmm. and help me learn how to really follow him in that environment. That's what fueled me when, you know, at first I may have been thinking about how I can go pursue ministry outside of mm -hmm. this scene. The Lord really broke my heart as I started praying that prayer, man. And I think that's a prayer he loves to answer. Yeah. You really want to see people the way that I do? Mm -hmm. You really want my heart? Um, I'd love to. I'd love to give you that. So yeah. So I, honestly, I, I think to answer your question, seeing below the surface of of the, the Greek scene, mm -hmm. seeing what all goes on, and and, and really thinking about my own story, um, grew a compassion in me. Yeah. Uh, to to be willing to take these steps of faith because there's such a need. Mm. Yeah, I think everybody, every single person, you know, regardless of where your platform is, where your community is, um, has an inherent desire to be seen, heard, and understood. And Amen. I think being able to have that compassion, like you said, to be able to stop and see somebody, stop and hear somebody, stop to 
um, want to understand where they're coming from, Amen. I think that bridges a lot of gaps. Um, you know, it's interesting, the times when I've spoken at Greek IV, um, a lot of times you've asked me to come and speak on purpose, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what it looks like um, for these students to have purpose and what they do and where they are and things like that. Well, I want to flip the question back on you. How do you, how are you able to um, speak to, you know, students kind of more on a consistent basis about what it looks like to find their purpose, you know, walk out their purpose? Because college is a very, um, an interesting transition between, you know, like for some, you know, their last, you know, years of school um, before they hit the quote unquote real world, you know, and you know, get a job, um, you know, get a family and things like that of their own. Um, how do you kind of train um, and equip um, these students to be um, leaders uh, on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose? Great question, man. I think you used that on purpose, with purpose, and for, for purpose <laughs> yeah. when you came and spoke. I love that. I did. I love did. that. Yeah, man. For one, that, that prayer that I mentioned is a game changer, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, help me to see people the way you see people so that I can love people the way you love people. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's a, a, a good channel toward really understanding your purpose, um, seeing the world and, and loving the world the way that God does, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Coach, or we talked a little bit about Coach Mebbin. I mean, yeah. He was somebody who, who, who modeled that for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in a in a vocational ministry, but as a high school football coach, showing me that there's ministry outside of just the the vocational ministry route. Yeah. So for a lot of these students, uh, college students in general, but then fraternity sorority students, a lot of them aren't going to end up in the pulpit or, or doing what you and I do mm-hmm. officially on staff with a ministry. Right. But they're moving on to do great things. So I think particular, I mean, statistics show that that with with Greek students in particular, I mean. It attra- I think the Greek community kind of attracts and develops mm-hmm. leaders. So yeah. these are hard-charging students already, man. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they come in with at least some semblance of purpose and mm-hmm. passion for, for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of ways, you can't teach that passion, right? Right. No. But I, I think when, when these students really, really learn to connect and, and follow Jesus... Mm-hmm. for themselves not yeah. just for their parents or their grandparents or their their church background but mm-hmm. really learn to follow Jesus for themselves they're already they're already going 100 miles an hour right. in a direction so so you don't have to you don't have to kind of motivate them it really just the lord just kind of redirects that purpose and passion yeah, to to the broader mm-hmm. picture of of what he's already doing does that mm-hmm. make sense Ab- absolutely i mean i think a lot of a lot of students I can I can remember myself you know when I was in college you know just you know I had you know desires and I had passions but just trying to find that direction right you know and or somebody who can speak into what I was already happening in my life maybe some things that I didn't see and kind of you know realign you know my footing and give me some traction right. to be able to move forward you know i we we all lead based on where we feel like we are or where we want to go and things like that and it's you know i think when we actually have older people who can say like well this is where you're going or this is where you think you're going but the path you know it's like if you one degree off you know if you continue to get one degree off you're gonna be further than you 
think you're just like, oh, no, I'm just one degree off. But if that right. one degree becomes another degree becomes absolutely, you know, and I think, you know, just having the perspective, you know, to be able to seek other um, wisdom and advice um, from people, especially who have walked a path similar to yours um, and who are you know ahead of and maybe years experience. I think um, one of the cool things that I've learned, especially recently, is that um you know we we look at people who have experience oh well, like we we have this idea of what it looks like to be an expert right you know what i'm saying and it's like oh i have to have everything figured out to be an expert but really an expert is somebody who just has experience right you know what i'm saying it's somebody with experience and we all have varying levels of experience um so it's really cool to hear how you've you know just a little bit of your story you know and then how you've been able to use that experience to be able to guide others. Um, I guess, you know, kind of as we slowly start to wrap this up, yeah. um, I guess recent developments for you, um, you know, whether it's, you know, within the Bible, um, podcasts, um, other books, you know, what are what are some things that you've learned recently or you're learning as a leader recently? Sure. Yeah, I mean, when I first came on staff, man, 22 years old, just trying to trying to save the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm a big picture visionary guy. Yeah. So I mean, it motivates me to think about what God can do on mm-hmm. the grander scale. But I think the the longer it's been 11 years here, man. That's it's, awesome. It's praise crazy. God. Yeah, praise God indeed. Uh, but I think the longer I've stayed on, the, the more experience, like you're talking about, that, mm-hmm. that God's given me, which includes a whole bunch of ups and downs and and all kinds of lessons learned. Uh, I, I think the more I've learned that uh, that this is a, it may sound cliche, but a, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. The guy who trained me when I came on staff, really, I mean, he, he's been on one campus uh, doing ministry and, and training and sending out new staff for, mm-hmm. for about 30 years. And he told me that from day one. He said, Dusty, you're going to come in and you're going to want to go 100 miles an hour and, and just focus on doing ministry kind of externally mm-hmm. with other people. He said, don't neglect the ministry that God wants to continue to do in you That's good. and in your family. So I, really I think I, I read a book this past year called The Emotionally Healthy Leader yeah. uh, by a guy named Peter uh, Scazzaro. Okay. And it's really, it's I wouldn't say it's earth-shattering content, but mm-hmm. it, it's just all about the truth, the reality that God cares about us as leaders taking care of ourselves first. And mm-hmm. If we're really going to be leaders, then then learning to follow the leader, to, yeah. to spend time in scripture, to spend time in prayer. Um, you, you asked about scripture. I've been reading a proverb a day at, at somebody's challenge for, mm-hmm. for several years now, and among other things in scripture. Sure. But, but, uh, there's so much wisdom and stuff to glean from that on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. So, but yeah, scripture, prayer, taking a Sabbath, man, taking time to just rest <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and turn off the phone and the email and just be with family and be in community. Those are a few things God's teaching me Yeah. a decade in. There you go. Well, hey, I, like I said, I really appreciate you taking time and imparting some wisdom on the podcast. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know if I want to make this known to you, but I think you're you're the uh, you're the oldest person that I've interviewed so far. But there's a small sample. There's a small small sample sample size. size. There's a small sample size. So, 
But I mean, just in general, like you know, I'm I'll be five years on staff with FCA come August. So big milestone. um, Congrats, praise God. Thank you, I appreciate it. And you're right, definitely praise God because it's it's one of those things like exactly. I'm very similar to you, like visionary. You know, like I have these ideas of what I want to see happen, and then after year one, it's just like what am I doing? <laughs> and then year two, it's like, I still don't know. And yep. I'm five years, five years in. And in, in some aspects, I still am like that, but right. I feel like, okay, keeps us humble. Slu- starting to, you know, pick up a rhythm, but it's still at the point where like, I still need to depend on God every single day. And that's one of the beautiful things I think about being in the position we're both in is that, and it's not even necessarily like, oh, you know, like we're super spiritual, but it's just like, this is just how God has called us to exercise our faith, right. you know, and just occupationally in what we do. So, And, and to be able to model that and, and just, I mean, we can tell students any number of things, but mm-hmm. to be able to model that and just be real with them and say, hey, we're, we're in this with you. We're right. still learning and growing, maybe in a different season of life. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but. Right there with you. So, like I, I've already mentioned it to you, like, you will be back. I'm, I've enjoyed it. Obviously, we've had conversations off the record, so sure. I know that there's a lot that we didn't get to this right. episode, but we got plenty of time. Um, we kept it under 30 minutes. We did. I'm honored, <laughs> so, man. This is my first first podcast. There we go. Let's go. Next time, can we get some real meet and three? <laughs> of course. Right, I mean, man. it's get not even a question. Absolutely. I'm down. Actually, that's, that's, down. that's something that hasn't happened yet. We haven't actually done an episode over food. I'm kind of scared to some do corn, that. Corn nuggets. Man, some mac and cheese, collard greens, <laughs> man, just some, some good eating. Some of so. them out there may not know about that, man. Oh, man. Listen, if you're ever in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, primarily those three states, I'm not knocking any other right. states that are considered Southeast, but like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, um, and you got to find a good local spot, you know, like meet and three. Just grab you a meeting three and you'll you'll really understand what we're talking about. But <laughs> I feel like most of the listeners, just because right now we're still fairly local, right. you they know, know, they, they, they know, know about it. So but like I said, man, I'm, I'm honored that you were able to come on. Um, I'm just, honored you have me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Love being here. All right. Well, hey, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, share it. Uh, recommend it to somebody, send the link. Um, we are slowly growing beyond the platform of Anchor. Um, we are now um, expanding and we will continue to expand even more. But in the meantime, um, just follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm be nice 21 uh dusty i don't know if you want to shout out any social media for anybody to be able to connect with you you said i'm the old guy man (laughs) (laughs) i got a facebook i mean if you if you want people to connect with you on facebook just dusty harrison okay cool check out clemson greek university and just what god's doing here there you go all right that's a good that's a good plug right there and i definitely you know as i've said i've spoken there uh, a handful of times and enjoyed that community i've uh met a lot of great people um just through that community. So, you know, we're going to ask you back. Of course. And you know, I I would be honored to come back. So, but as far as this episode is concerned, Hey, we are wrapping up, paying the bill, getting out of here. Um, but hopefully you got filled, you enjoyed yourself. Uh, hopefully you got a lot of wisdom and 
good nuggets, maybe not corn nuggets, but nuggets <laughs> nonetheless right. um, from this time. And uh, yeah, uh, we will see you next time at the table. Till then, God bless.